Hello, everyone, and welcome to Our Empowered Voices. This is Kay Walker with my podcast partner, Sandy Evenson. We're here to bring you stories, stories of women in different phases of their life, stories that share the ordinary miracles of ordinary women that become extraordinary to someone listening to them, stories of empowerment. I welcome you to come sit with us and listen. Oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Our Empowered Voices, the podcast. I'm Kay Walker. I have my partner with me, Sandy Evenson, and we have a mm, delightful, powerful guest with us today. Sandy, welcome. Before we introduce... Hello, everyone. This is so great to be here again, as always, with an exciting dynamic guest. Yeah, yeah. I almost, um, I almost didn't remember how to introduce this because I'm, because I'm so excited. I love, I love talking with people. I love talking with women. And we're going to talk about stories today. I'm going to tell you a little bit more, but Deanna's a writer and I'm just excited to get into it and ask all my questions and talk about the paths, talk about the journeys, talk about the hero's journey. So I'll ask your forgiveness for being a little bit lighter on who we are. So that's, so that's where I am today. I love that when we're so passionate, we don't even know what to say. (laughs) It's like, hello, let's just get to the point. Yeah, 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 I want to do that. Okay, so let's start. I, again, am excited to introduce you, all of you, to our guest, Deanna Roche. And we'll give you all of her contact information because it's important to me for you to see her and uh, get to know her more through through some of her uh, websites, her Facebook. Uh, she's she's a great person in our in our community. So a little tiny bit about her is she's an author, a mentor, a coach, and an editor. She talks about sharing her time in her business, and her business is itinerant creative content and coaching. So she shares her time between that and writing speculative fiction representing LGBTQIA, those type of themes and characters. In her business, she empowers writers and authors through mind-body blocks. She uses mind-body tools And she helps people over the practical hurdles to writing their books and developing a sustainable writing practice. Oh my gosh, we could stop there, but (laughs) she offers bespoke one-to-one mentoring, coaching, developmental editing packages to help people achieve their personal definitions of success. You know, that gets me right there because I love to write. And one day, I'm just going to do that. (laughs) I'll be calling her up. 
So she builds community and offers group support and content in her free Facebook community, Authors Anonymous. They're writers leaping obstacles one block at a time. What a dynamic thing to do. Incredible, yes. incredible, Deanna. I just want you to, you know, we're digesting all of these things that these are the professional things we want to talk about, to talk about who you are, but I'd like you to elaborate a little bit about yourself for just a moment, if you don't mind, just like, you know, how did you get into this and uh, what's your passion around all of this? So, um, I got into it because the, the pieces of my professional and personal life came together. Finally, here I am at 56 and, uh, and, uh, they finally just converged. Um, and it, it was almost a, a no brainer about what to do with that last piece of my, um, my professional training in education, um, my MFA in creative writing, um, in addition to a background in alternative health and so on, um, including EFT, our favorite, right? Um, and it, it, it's, it was just so easy. Um, also, you know, I, I started out life as a counselor as well. Um, and so just all of these pieces coming together and, and, and a few more that I haven't mentioned, but they, um, they came together in a way that, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks, when they graduate um, with an MFA, they are thinking about, oh, how do I publish that one book that I, that I worked on during that time? Or, um, or, oh, I have to go find a, a teaching job at university or, you know, something like that. And, um, or I have to just go out and, and kill myself freelance editing. You know, that's, mm-hmm. those are kind of the choices out there, it seems. Um, yeah. But I've always been a little bit uh, uh, rebellious <laughs> in some ways. And um, I'd also been through, through those routes in some ways. I've, I've taught at university before and, um, you know, been through the academic um, you know, um, gauntlet, I guess is a good way of putting it. And, um, I, you know, had, um, you know, I, I certainly was interested in publishing my work, no doubt. Um, but I, I knew that I had more to do, um, you know, those things that I started out doing in life and had to divert from, um, in many ways and, and learn, speaking about that hero's journey <laughs> and um and then i had to had to come back and put the pieces back together and um people who have known me for most of my life um when i first put out a um kind of a first post and like what would you all think if i was doing this and, and they're like oh my gosh that's exactly what you should be doing um and you know it's it's you it's 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 kind of the whole of you to do that um and so that's where my passion came from, um, kind of a, a, a dark night of the soul during that, uh, during that MFA program. And um, where I really, really had to um, confront the fact that I, I still, after all that time, had not dealt with, um, with some pieces of trauma you know, and some rather large pieces of trauma. And there's nothing like writing to bring that up for sure. Um, I'd been avoiding it for a while in one of those other occupations that I haven't mentioned yet. So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really, I'm so grateful that that happened because now, you know, if I have a, if I have a, um, kind of a sweet spot in, in helping the, uh, the writers and authors that I do help, it's, it's that combination of, um, kind of helping them through their own stuck stories and traumas um, while we're writing their book together and while we're, um, you know, working together to, to uh, really put what they want to put on the page instead of um, things that they're stuck in or things that they're avoiding, one of the two, mm-hmm. um, kind of that craving and aversion um, dichotomy. So, um yeah, so I, I help people through that, and then when they, when they're finished, um, their book is, is, is deeper. It's more of what they really wanted to convey, whether it's fiction or or a memoir. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, it's it's something that uh, I can help them to be proud of and to put out there, and to, you know, and to not be. Uh, kind of stuck behind those fears that so many authors, um, you know, really struggle with in many ways, um, even if it comes out in other ways, like, like arrogance or, um, or just, uh, you know, uh, never, never, ever completing what they have started. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just such a, a common thing. So that's where the, the passion comes from. Like for most of us, I guess, part of my own story and, um, and really, just, just uh, that desire to, to really use my life experience at this point, as well as all of the education that I've been so blessed with. I've always been, uh, uh, I guess, really good at getting scholarships um, <laughs> at institutions. Um, I started out at, you know, in a, in a nobody in my family had gone to college. So, um, you know, I, I had some steps to get over, but uh, I was very, very blessed to do that. So, now here I am helping other folks to do to get their dreams on paper and yeah yeah that's beautiful Powerful. thank you Deanna and and as you talked about that and talking about working with writers I also felt and saw this we're we're all on this journey we're we're all writing our own life exactly and so that's what I that's what uh for me is so attractive to talk with you about this because people who even don't know that they're writers or they, or they like, or don't like to do that. This is still a big piece and exercise. Um, Something they could still do to. There are so many ways we tell our stories in life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so big. That's so big. Okay, so I want to get into this, but I but I want to give us a space. So so we'll stop here for one second mm-hmm. and do a little interim in um, um, another little paragraph that Sandy and I'll talk about, awesome. and then we'll come back in and dive deeper into this. Awesome! I'm going to have a drink of coffee. Okay, and listen. <laughs> And now for the interlude, uh, a word from our sponsors. That's right. That's right. So I'm, so I'm going to edit this, this part out because 
because I do think that I want to take this space and say some of the things that, that we're going to talk about later and just mm -hmm. sort of insert it right here. Um, okay. That's awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so take a breath and, uh, and come back in. Okay. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being here again. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Deanna. We're here. We're here. <laughs> so, so I'm not exactly sure where to start. So I'm going to ask a question, but feel free to start where you want to start. Yeah. But as I heard you talk about, I was a counselor. So that's, you know, not when you were five-year-old. Uh, so maybe we need to go back in time. But but I just wondered at at that point, there I was as a counselor and I knew I wanted more. Or, or maybe that was later in um, during your education. What I, I kind of want to know what that was, what was coming up for you? I think I want more and what that was. And maybe then we'll go into any obstacles. Okay. Yeah, there have been a couple of those along the way for sure. <laughs> um, well, I think um, it may be important to know, I, I grew up in um, a place that then some people in the US may be familiar with called Ferguson, Missouri. It was in the news oh quite goodness. a bit a few years yeah. ago. Um, and, you know, with a real sense of, um, you know, not only, you know, was it a, a struggling community in so many ways, right? But it, it struggled especially with, um, with diversity, you know, and, and still does. Um, and, you know, there I was a, a, a young person who, you know, I grew up in a very Catholic family um, who, who uh, you know, I, I did not even, because of when I grew up, I hadn't really even heard much about, um, about folks who were, at that point, everybody was gay. There was just no other word for it, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just really hadn't had much exposure. You know, I remember watching a, a TV show at one point, Soap, um, and there was a character, the first character on TV and, and my parents just switching it off right away. And, um, it just, yeah, a lot of that was kind of where I was at my, you know, in my teenage self, but I had known for a very long time, um, that, um, that I was, uh, you know, not like the other kids in some ways and, yeah. and that, uh, you know, and I really felt very much a, you know, there's a lot more gender diversity these days as well. And if I, you know, again, no words for it then, but I had been feeling some of that as well. Um, and so by the time I got to be 17 or so, um, you know, things really came to a head that way. And um, luckily it was in time that I could, uh, you know, use the brains that I was given, thank goodness, to, to get a, a scholarship to college. And um, when that happened, you know, it was like a whole new world opening up um, at that point. You know, certainly, um, certainly wasn't easy because I, I, you know, it was a talk about a paradigm shift <laughs> at that point. Um, but, you know, it, it just felt like coming home in so many ways. Um, 
I, I've always had a curious, hungry mind and, and a very, um, you know, because of the religion in my life, you know, I'd always, um, thank goodness, had had a few um, teachers who were like, well, here, and here's this other religion, and here are this other spiritualities, and, you know, they had um, been a little subversive and introduced us to those things, so, um, I, yes. I, all that permission to explore, you know, it was wonderful, um, and because, you know, I uh, was a bit of a, uh, became a bit of a radical and a, and a helper, you know, at that point working at a domestic violence shelter and counseling seemed to be the way to go. Um, and when that happened, um, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, I, I knew that, that I was meant to connect with people on that level. And, you know, that was all very clear to me, but the, the program that I was going through was very, um, um, uh, neo-Freudian <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there just wasn't, um, you know, I didn't, I hadn't found a fit, you know, in terms of, a, a you know, a cosmology or, a you know, um, a, a way of really approaching, um, that I would call transpersonal psychology now, you know, that mm-hmm. is kind of a close fit or Buddhist psychology, but I did discover Buddhism <laughs> and, uh, you know, meditation and all those other wonderful things. And, um, and it was a wonderful basis, um, at that point to, to help me to figure these things out for myself, um, as well. Did you have a question? Well, I just wanted to stop and pause for a second. And it's just because we're, we're all coaches, right? Yes. Yes. That's not just, I felt you taking a breath. (laughs) I know it's not just the hat that I wear. It's, it's what runs my system. And I just don't want to pass over this. I just mm. want to presence it. That. And I remember, and I remember that time when we were coming and uh, people were gay, right? And what I remember that and what my family said about it. And while I'm, while I'm not there, I wondered about it. And I wondered why it wasn't okay for people to be how they were. So, so I had some of those struggles and wonders, wonderments, but I just want to just take a breath right there about that's pretty big. And it's 17. It was, it, it was huge. And in fact, it was so huge that that's where, um, uh, a combination of things. Um, one was that it really, um, my mind had a lot of backflips to do. And, um, you know, and at that point, my family um, it pretty much, you know, said, you're not welcome here. So um, I, you know, it, between that and the backflips, my head was doing about what was right and what was wrong and, and trying to find a way to um, presence that. That's a great way of, uh, of putting it. Um, for myself, you know, I really fell apart a bit, you know, as some people do in college, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially in that was, I was in a graduate program for counseling at that point. um, And, um, you know, that was 20 or so. And, uh, and then I I also had, um, the universe sent me an an automobile accident at that point, um, that interrupted my counseling program. You know, mm-hmm. I had 
my thesis and this much left to do. Um, and it interrupted that path for me. I was already, um, I was already uh, working in my clinical supervisor's practice at that point and, you know, was really on path, you know, so to speak, but, you know, struggling personally. And then this accident came where a car hit my actual body. And um, again, talk about something, you know, really throwing you for a loop. It, it did. And um, it also interrupted my program and um, the licensing associated with that and all of that. So I had to find, I had to find another way to proceed. And my clinical supervisor um, suggested he, he was um, the the first person who really introduced me to to how mindfulness and meditation could really be effective in counseling. You know, I really mm -hmm. respected him, and uh, he had been a, a guest instructor at the police academy. And he said, you know, you would make an excellent person to work with. You know, women. You know, uh, victims of you know, assault and, and domestic violence and so on. You already have some of that background. And what if you did this? And I ended up in the police department for the next 10 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kind of active social work in my mind, but uh, also it had some other components to it as well. So, so this, seemed, this, I just want to clarify something that might be a, a smaller detail, but when you had that car accident, you said the car actually physically hit your body? Yes, yes. I was I was a pedestrian and somebody oh. ran a light. Oh. So Okay. Yeah. So so the reason that I wanted to go back to that is because <laughs> about a year ago I had a real minor, minor, minor incident where I was walking in a parking lot <laughs> and a car uh, had had backed into that lot and they backed in and hit me, right? Mm. And I wasn't injured, but but my I know what went through my whole body. Yeah, yeah. And so I can only imagine when, when you said that, when the car hit your, there's so much that went on. And so yeah. now you've got all of, of this. A lot of trauma straight into the body at that mm -hmm. point. And yeah. 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 Which probably what was led what led me to when I um when I knew it was time to leave the police department, and I had been, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'm a little light about it these days because it's just not heavy for me anymore. But mm -hmm. uh, when I had been sufficiently traumatized by working in St. Louis, <laughs> in the police department, wow. um, I, you know, I I knew there it was time to leave, you know, and. Um, and I went into alternative health at that point. That's, that was my path into alternative health. Um, okay. And I, I know for me, it was my way of dealing with just what you were talking about, dealing with the trauma in my body and the trauma I'd accumulated in my head at that point and, um, and oh, really yeah. starting to deal with that. And, uh, you know, back to my helping self, you know, in so many ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that and and I took it personally, mm -hmm. even though I knew it wasn't. It was like, oh my yeah. gosh, how could they do that to me? Yeah. And working yeah. through all of that, and then you're in the police department, and all of the trauma and situations that you I, went through. Yeah, it had it had um you know I think one of the one of the benefits was that it gave me my physical confidence back in many ways. Uh -huh. um, because it was very demanding that way. 
Yeah. And so after, after kind of the rehabilitation from the accident that, um, I don't know, it was kind of an important piece for someone of my age, I guess, you know, I was still in my twenties at that point. And, um, I was a very physical person. I had paid, played sports in college and so on. So it was important for me to get my body back, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but then also I could like, you know, I could go out and, and help, um, other teenagers because I was, you know, that's the, the, uh, unit that I was dispatched to, you know, was helping, um, was helping kids kind of stay out of juvie in many ways. And so, um, you know, there were, there were many, you know, many good aspects to it as well that I can, that I can see a lot more clearly these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, uh, so I'm also mm-hmm. wondering if there was, uh, al- along with knowing that you could help people and, mm-hmm. and your back and your body and your using your intellect were were there any even at that point were there any hidden like uh worthiness i'm not good enough self-doubt in there as as well um sure sure i mean i think that's that's kind of how i ended up doing that you know, in many ways was because that accident that I went through really, really just, I, I was a fairly confident person, you know, before then I still had, was going through some things around identity, but uh, yeah, it really kind of threw me um, out of that confidence in many ways. And, and uh, you know, I, I could have listened to an inner voice that said, maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> um, but I listened to my mentor instead. And, um, and, you know, again, you know, no regrets at this point, mm-hmm. um, but it was certainly, um, certainly full of challenges and perhaps I could have used my skills better. <laughs> um, I certainly didn't feel as, uh, um, I don't know, intellectually challenged either, you know, Mm-hmm. doing that as well so mm-hmm. yeah thank yeah. you yeah yeah so that's what I was just gonna ask about a little bit in that mm-hmm. vein of you know all of the things you've been through you know we we talk uh amongst ourselves and with our clients about our inner voices you know the uh I always have a committee in there in my head <laughs> um so when you're going through some of these traumatic situations or life switching things, do you find a pattern for the voice, the main voice that comes up for you, the main thing that happens? You know, I know I've seen it in myself for certain periods of my life where it was pretty much around being a victim or poor me and, Mm-hmm. you know, then into a lot of self-doubt, you know, yeah. so, uh, and in the end there was guilt, you know, there was so many different things, but I always sort of gravitate back to a particular voice, you know, that shows up. And I just wondered how that happens for you or did. Yeah. I, I kind of think of it as my guardian angel voice in so mm-hmm. many ways, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I certainly, you know, I guess I've made some sacred contracts to, you know, have some of the experiences that I've had. And yet, you know, right at the point where things could have just gone so badly, you know, and I've seen so much of that in my life too, um, with other folks, you know, that I grew up around and so on. But when they just could have been completely off the rails, when I could have literally been killed, you know, in the police department and so on, that now is 
felt like um, like there was a voice that, you know, okay, you needed to do this for a while, but now it's time to stop that, you know, and, and here's, here's a way forward, um, you know, not the only way forward, but here's a way forward, mm -hmm. um, closer mm -hmm. to what you do. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful. beautiful. I love that. I, um, I know in a lot of my coaching, we work with, uh, you know, the rebel in us or whatever, the one thing that's coming up, it's usually a lot of fear. And I have people visualize that and go through all the parts of it and then get to a point where, you know, we can change it and see that maybe the one that was holding us back is now our cheerleader or our guardian angel or, you know, our um, lookout, you know, whatever it is. And it's yeah. so cool to hear you say that to like this, no, this is the voice that's always guiding me. It really is. And even when, you know, I'm, oh my goodness, I, I have been such a resistant person, you know, I've been so full of resistance at, at many times, you know, many periods. Um, but, you know, Every, it feels like every cycle, you know, of this journey, um, that resistance gets less and less and less and less. And, and the, uh, that voice gets clearer and clearer and clearer. And I'm really grateful for that. That's, that's what helps me with any sort of, I don't know, why did you waste your, you know, this time in your life or, you know, that sort of, mm -hmm. those sort of other voices that could, that could happen. So, Yeah. So as you've come through that, and I, and I don't mean to be scattered, but I, there's just so many things that I want to know. <laughs> and, es and especially with journey and journey stories, because I'm looking at, at that in myself. I I'm wondering, so there were obstacles, but I'm wondering if you could voice... Um, one or so external obstacles that caused you the most difficulty internally and so that, what you yeah. did. Gotcha. And maybe you've said that, but. Well, the, the accident was definitely one, you know, okay. just, I see that as a, a milestone that way. Okay. Know? And um, let's see. And then I think. Um, when I moved out of St. Louis for the first time, you know, I, I, I I've been kind of itinerant <laughs> ever since, but, um, when I moved out of Missouri, out of St. Louis, um, um, up to Madison, Wisconsin, um, for the first time, that was another, you know, externally, it was just a lot of, a lot of change and a lot of, you know, that's when, um, you know, I had to start my alternative health practice over when I went there and it didn't go very well <laughs> to the restarting bit. And, um, and I ended up back in school, um, because, you know, one of my best, best escapes along the way has been to go back to school. Um, yeah. And, okay. uh, yeah. So that's when I went back to, to get my, uh, master's in library science and, I ended up doing library work for a decade or so, maybe even a little bit more, um, wow. a little bit more in my head than in my body, right, at mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. okay. But again, the thread that seems to tie everything together is the, uh, you know, helping myself and other people 
connect with their resources, resources externally, like you're talking about, and resources internally, um, and and helping us to resource ourselves, you know, and and that's um, yeah, that's been a, a strong theme, a strong theme yeah. along the way. Yeah. So, so when did you start writing? Have you always been a I, I have. I, I, I was going through a box recently and found found my little teeny tiny notebook um, with my scribbles in it um, from a trip we took when I was a kid. And oh, yeah, man. I just remember, you know, my, my mother, you know, she had her own challenges, but I remember how excited she got about that. You're going to oh. be a writer, she says. You're going to be a writer. That's such a cool story of what we, you know, because we just didn't go anywhere when I was a kid. I was a uh-huh. typical urban kid where, you know, we were in our nine block radius, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And it also kind of gave me my love for, you know, visiting other places too all at the same time. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I have, but I, I have to say if fear has interfered with thing, something that's so important to me in my life, that has been what it did. And again, it's part of that passion, helping other people get through those blocks and obstacles um, too, because, you know, oh my goodness, the writing is such a gift in, in my life. And, you know, and it's so helpful in so many ways. And it touches other people and helps them through their lives too. So again, mm-hmm gift that keeps on giving um and so when i when i finally got back to it um and really said to myself i'm going to do this thing that i've been afraid of for so long which is to you know to get into a program where somebody's going to tell me how awful my writing is and help me make it better you know yeah and uh, also train me to be a professional editor and <laughs> all these okay. other things so um so yeah. so was that during or was that after uh, being in the library science? Yeah, library science was, that was, um, it was a very practical decision. I remember standing at both doors at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and um, I had, in my own definition, some family obligations at that point, so um, I chose the practical door, um, and something that appealed to my lifelong learner, you know, I have to say, mm-hmm. at that point, um, and so I chose library science at that point. And then when I, when I had worked my way through public librarianship and I, I was a jail librarian and I worked at universities as a teaching librarian, um, you know, when I became a teaching librarian and the salary started going up a little bit, um, I said to myself, this is, I'm finally going to do this thing that I've wanted to do. And then I've been afraid to do. Um, yeah. Now you would think, you know, my goodness, she's had guns in her face and she's afraid to go to writing school. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, we all have our fears. That's vivid. <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Like addressing your core. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In a big uh-huh. way. And that's what it just so occurred to me after, um, after I finished my program. Like, and here's circling back to where kind of where we started that, um, you know, what am I going to do with this? Because I'm not just going to let it settle or just publish this one thing or, you know, whatever. Um, and and yeah. it really became imp- important to me to to say, OK, I'm going to I'm going to go out 
you know, heck, I got over this one. So let me, let me uh, trust myself enough to, um, to get the pieces that I need, the other pieces that I need and, and to, um, to really put this all together to help mm -hmm. folks. Yeah. Okay. So you and fear started walking together, huh? Oh, we did. Yeah. We're, we're good friends now. There you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit more about then, and we can go into, you know, le leading up to where you are now, but talking a little bit about that, uh, that, that walk and, and breaking through those, um, those little fear barriers that fear kept throwing up on the sidewalk. It's like, Oh, Deanna, oh <laughs> try I'm going to throw this one up. What are you going to do with that? Right. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. I got another one for you. Still don't feel like enough. Well then here, here here's the book, right? <laughs> yes. 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 That's a, it, it's been a thing. And, you know, I, I've, I, I think I, I need to say that even though I know I love to learn things, I don't have that. Um, I don't have that feeling of not being enough now. It feels very much like a choice these days. And beautiful. that feels really good. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, when, when I, decided to you know this decision to apply you know I was I was uh wow <laughs> a stressed out mess working in a um and this is where the universe was helping me out again um working in an academic library um and teaching way too many classes and and um and in in a in a rural part of Colorado where um where the KKK is, is, uh, they kind of run the town and, <laughs> and, uh, and I have never felt so isolated in my mm -hmm. entire life, mm -hmm. um, literally. And again, you know, you've heard where I come from. So that's a, it's a kind of a big statement. Um, mm -hmm. but that, that isolation yes. really kind of, it, it gave me that last push and, um, and really, really got me heavily back into my writing again. And, um, and yeah. threw me into a, just the right program, I think, to to throw the, all those challenges up, just to make sure that I, I you know, didn't think it was going to be easy. And <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it, so it feels like what you're saying, and and what I'm getting is that there is this feeling of living authentically. Now, there's always struggles. I get that. And oh yeah fears with us but but this authenticity that my word is oozing this authenticity <laughs> that oozes yeah. from you um yeah, yeah and I'm how you really, and how I'm you do home that in my identity and at home in my um well I could be more at home in my body COVID has not been nice <laughs> to that but um, yeah. but yeah still I, I am I feel at home in my body yeah. I feel um I feel really at home in what I'm doing and, um, and I really, you know, look forward to, um, you know, I know I'm still working through some pieces around, um, uh, well, you know, that's why I got into Margaret's program around worthiness and money, for example, and all of those things. Um, yeah. but, but that's really come so far, you know, it's come so far already. And, um, it, it, with some amazing results and I'm looking forward to 
to that becoming more consistent and um and so so i want i really want people to be able to see what you do and and know you more so they you know they can go look at uh the things that you're doing but would you like to talk about that and and so we talk about it as a business and you do have a business i do but what you do is you're is you're sharing this yeah. uh, new paradigm with people I and really how, am. Yeah, and how are you and, doing and that? That's how my clients really, really respond to it as an, oh my goodness, every just my my whole way of looking at things has has just shifted, um, and experiencing things, and that's what that's what brings out the stories, you know, that's what brings up, um, you know, one of the things one of my mentors asked me that just such a question in in the MFA, MFA program that stuck with me is. Okay, so what's the story really about? What's the, what's this book really about? No, 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 not the plot, not the you know. What's the story really about? Well, that theme that's pretty. That's not, what's this story really about? And to get to the root of that, um, and to do that, I firmly believe we have to do some of our um, some of our own work. You know, especially if we haven't already, in order to. Um, in order to find that out, in order to discover it um, in that process. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly, you know, when I went into the process, that's what it did for me. It threw me into all those pieces I had been avoiding. And, um, you know, to do that with support, I didn't have support at the time. And I, so I want to be that person for people now. I want to be that person who, who um, you know, walks with them on that journey of discovering what it is they want to write about, whether it's science fiction, fantasy, or, you know, the new, the new greatest memoir, you know, whatever it, it may be, um, what they really, really want and maybe even need to write about, and what other people need to hear from them in their story. Um, you know, because that's, that's the balancing point right there. It um, is. But I'm just going to tell you, it's, that's way too scary. But, uh, we're not interested. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Interview is over. Right. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, I love that because that is what we don't want to look at. Of yeah. course, of course. But the, I think, and I think what, what I want folks to know is that, is that it's only scary when you're doing it alone, really. You know, it's just not as hard as you think it might be when you have someone to help you manage the emotions and the fallout, you know, that, that, that can happen along the way. And if anybody who is listening has, has, you know, really tried to make their way through a whole book before, or maybe written their first one and they're, they're starting on a second and now it's hitting them, you know, whatever it may be, you, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about, that it just, there can be a lot of fallout, you know, yeah. all these expectations you feel like other people have for what you're writing and um, everything that comes up from procrastination to um, to early traumas. I mean, you know, it can just the whole gamut along the way. But it doesn't, none of those things, zero of those things have to get in the way of you doing it. That's, that's the part I really want folks to know because... Mm-hmm. With, with the right kind of support, somebody who gets that that's what's going to happen and has the tools to help you to navigate them, you know, in a safe way, um, your life doesn't have to fall apart. 
you know, you don't have to be a suffering artist. You can be someone who's in touch with their pain and it doesn't have to move into present day suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's so big. And I'm guessing people will relate to that. So even as I've tried to do writing and the story takes over, like I yes. think that I'm going to write a certain thing, sit down, I got it. I'm just going to write this. Yes. And after seven to 10 sentences, it starts to go somewhere else. And it's yeah. like, no. <laughs> and then the resistance comes up. I don't, that's not what I want to do. I'm going to go do something else. I'll come back to it later because I have an idea of what I want. And this is how I want to do it. And no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so I just. Am One of the many kinds of resistance, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Now I have one have uh, question, Deanna, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talk about um, role models and mentors. You've mentioned your MFA mentors. But I'm wondering, do you have a particular book, author, movie, you know, that really inspired you is one of the role (laughs) model characters that you uh, have inspired you at a certain time? I I will, you know, I'm not chickening out by saying I have so many inspirations, but I really, really do. There's that. I do too. I understand. It's hard to pick one, but what stands out in your mind right now? What stands out is um, at 12 years old, seeing Star Wars, (gasps) the original Star Wars when it came out and seeing that, that, that was a paradigm shift. Sitting in that theater and watching things come to life instead of being so flat Mm-hmm. If you've ever watched the extras in that, you know that it was kind of like an early Doctor Who where the sets were falling and everything to this to this vision that someone had. And mm-hmm. to see that vision come to life like that just just really taught me about possibilities, you know, that possibility that where the imagination could go and how people could actually bring things to life. So that was a big influence. Um, on me for sure plus you know made me a science fiction geek no doubt (laughs) that's wonderful there was that and then um gosh um well you know i I think brene brown um um she she kind of started doing her thing right when i was um transitioning from police work Uh and so i think that she was very helpful at kind of turning my gaze inward in so many ways, um, again, maybe returning my gaze inward um, yeah. to work on things like that, um, which yeah. led me down a path to so many teachers. And um, right. I am, you know, I'm, I'm a, a Buddhist meditator. And, you know, for me, it's it's not about religion, it's philosophy and how that philosophy helps me through life, mm-hmm. um, uh, helps me recover from process addictions, you know, that, that we all have in our minds yeah. <laughs> that bleed into our actions. So yes. all of that. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I think That's those are the big, some big ones. Anyway. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Love and that. Margaret, of course, I have to say, Margaret is, uh, Margaret Lynch is a, a huge inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. And I had already um, had lots of exposure to EFT before I went across her, but the, uh, I, I think the inspiration she is to me is the uh, the way to marry your head and your heart in work um, mm. in the work we do um, yeah yes 
because I, I, I've, I've learned the price of not respecting my intellect and, and just, you know, kind of operating out of here too. So yeah. Yeah. It feels good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank she you. does. It. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. I would say I would agree with you, Margaret and Brene. So I didn't even know, I didn't even have words for vulnerability and shame. And when that came out, it just opened my world. And then coming into what Margaret brings to us, how to deal with, acknowledge and honor Mm -hmm. vulnerability and shame. Yeah, absolutely. And And remember before vulnerability and shame, how Brene was doing the, uh, and it's just, she just did a rewrite, the gifts of imperfection. Yes. Well, for somebody coming out of uh, an environment that was so much about control, the police department to to hear mm-hmm. that and to listen to that that's what really led um into the vulnerability thing for me as mm-hmm. well so. perfect yeah so i also so wondered um and as you do these things you just had a big challenge uh, oh yeah on on facebook do you want to just talk a little bit about that um what you did and what what you brought to people in your community and how, and how they all became sure. engaged more. Um, well, and, and it's a fairly new community and, and um, the nice thing it did was it grew it um, um, by about half. So that was nice. Um, nice. Hopefully um, it'll start behaving more like a community now because there are more people. Um, there's that. And um, what I was focusing on and what the community focusing uh, focuses on is the, um, the work I do in mentorship. So that is about those, those stuck stories and mental emotional blocks and that sort of thing. So um, what the community is not is a place for writers who want help with, um, you know, how do I make a character fly, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so it, it's really focused on that piece of my work. Um, I do, you know, I offer that mentoring piece and then, and then practical coaching. Mm-hmm and um, editing services that are about that development piece. And they all work very well together, which is why I create packages with people. But the, I wanted the community to focus on the mentoring work for people who, whom that really spoke to. Because um, I hang out a lot on LinkedIn and you know, sometimes LinkedIn people want to hear a little bit more about, um, about uh, um, how do I, how do I uh, get my book from A to Z? And then the mentoring comes in later. Um, but I wanted a community for people who, who kind of like your, your initial reaction, you know, who had their, oh, oh I don't want to, but there's something about this that draws me and yes. who wanted to be able to dip their toe in and, um, and get some life coaching, for example, is something mm-hmm. I do in the group um, or tapping Tuesdays, you know, we do a little tapping or another mind body tool. Um, mm-hmm. And um you know, and I show up in that group in service. That's my place to be of service. Um, and it, I don't sell except for the challenge. And I warn people about that because uh-huh. my one of the ways of being in service is that we um, is that we say, and here's how you can go farther. And you know, and there are many ways to do that, but here's how I do that. And that's mm-hmm. the challenge was about showing up for five days in a row, completely in service. You know, helping people with. Um, with their small concerns and then introducing to them them toward the end of the week to perhaps some some larger concerns and um 
Yeah. And, and I really had some heartfelt response um, to those last couple of days where I, you know, I started with some very practical things and then got into um, um, a little bit of the deeper work on the last day. And the last day ended up being people's favorite video um, of the whole challenge. And, you know, so, so I know folks are out there um, suffering in, in their ability to not write or, or their ability to write and, and have it be um, sometimes a miserable experience. So mm -hmm. that's what the community is for, is to offer support that way. Okay, Beautiful. good, thank you. So to and find you then, I, I think we should just mention them, if they go to Facebook groups, Sure. Um, the Facebook search bar, um, if you put Authors Anonymous, um, and don't stop there because apparently there are several Authors Anonymous groups um, and um, writers uh, leaping obstacles one block at a time is the subtitle for the group. And usually folks, uh, my, my face shows up on the, on the thumbnail, so people tend to recognize me that way okay. from LinkedIn, for example. Yeah. Okay. And I'm a brand new... Um, newly refreshed website um, coming up more than a book coach.com is a wonderful easy way to find it good, and good. that's attached to my author website but you know you, you probably sort of kind of have to be a science fiction fan to enjoy what I have up there um, yeah. but I have some nonfiction things yeah. coming. so more than a book coach.com will have the links to the Facebook and all the other stuff all, well. all of that and my, yeah, my LinkedIn perfect. is probably one of the easier ways to find me because my name is mm -hmm. unusual so okay. all right and we'll have that all written out yeah in our cool. show notes for sure at, at the bottom of this yes yeah. oh, that. That, i really appreciate that I, I love connecting with people and i've made uh you know what one, one thing i love about social media is that i started it to be social you know i, I started i got on it at the beginning of facebook and and uh you know, I wanted to meet people all over the world and it still works that way for me. So, mm -hmm. yes. Beautiful. Yes. And some of that for me is a saving grace right now when hardly walk out of my door. Absolutely. But I connect all yeah. day long with people. Yeah. Humans thrive on connection. So this is how you do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <now. laughs> yeah. I, I can't even imagine having gone through this, uh, you know, prior to being able to connect like this. So mm -hmm. excellent. Yeah. Deanna, thank you so much. This, this was so big to me, profound. There's, there's just so many I don't know, aspects. We touched on things, some things we went a little bit deeper, but I, and I want to say this to all that are listening. I really encourage you to look at to look at um, this, the social aspect, uh, the sites that Deanna has listed. I really, I really admire who you are, what you've done, what you're bringing to the world. Um, it's big, it's big for me. So I'm honored Thank that you. you were here to talk with us mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Exactly. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being with us today. Oh, appreciate it. And, and, you know, I'm um, so interested in, and, tuning into episodes of your show that I didn't know existed. So there, yeah. now you've taught me something today. I Excellent. can't wait to tune back in. <laughs> okay, good. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.
And thanks for joining Sandy and me on our Empowered Voices. We love bringing you these stories of ordinary women that are strong and extraordinary, strong with their own empowerment and wanting to reach out and share themselves with their stories, to connect in this world with the rising shared energy of love and miracles. We so appreciate you being with us. Let us know what you feel listening to these stories. And we'd love to see your comments on our Facebook page. So you can also let us know of your own empowered story. Thank you and bye for now.